Imagine a football platform where the world's best writers give you the real story about what's going on at United. Imagine no pop-up ads, no clickbait headlines and no ridiculous rumours to be let down by anymore. You don't have to imagine anymore. Meet The Athletic. No ads, no nonsense, just football. Visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash United We Stand to start your 30-day free trial and get 50% off your annual subscription. The Athletic, the new home of football right Welcome to the Lakes United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten and it's pissing down in Manchester. There's about half an hour to kick off and I'm stood outside the visitor section, E30. It's been raining heavily uh, for a long time. The, peep, the noise behind me is uh, 3,000 Arsenal fans singing We Ate Tottenham and uh, singing songs about uh, Robin Van Persie. And the United fans are walking past now singing... Talking over that is now. Sounds lovely. There's a thin line of stewards, Arsenal fans giving it the big coffee shaker, safely from behind. The security barriers absolutely hammering it down. about getting cut off pre-match there's uh, a few too many security checks but anyway it's half time and Manchester United have scored they've scored a goal they're winning they're winning against Arsenal this is uh, a positivity of my experience for our I'm with Paddy Crerand what did you make of the first half? It was all right. The, go- the goal let the place up, didn't it? It was a tremendous strike. I mean, you know, nobody expected it. Yeah. The power of the shot. You know, very even game. Although, to be fair, you look at our goalkeeper, the two unbelievable saves in the first half. They'll be ended a bit disappointed. Arsenal thinking they one down when they had the two best chances up until the last-minute goal. But great strike by the young man. Both attack-minded, aren't they? Both feeling each other out. Well, Filthy uh, conditions. Well, like you must be listening to me before the game starts. I said, there's, I no way, there's no way, I thought you might not be. <laughs> I said, there's no way this game's going to be no score. And I'm, I'm sure the score's not over yet either. I think there'll be more to come. It's about time. They've not been scoring enough, have they? United have been poor. 
yeah. to tell you the truth. There's nothing been any great. There's not been a settled team and all sorts of things. How would you have played on a, a night like tonight with the surface as wet and as slick as that? Would that Fantastic. That, you, suits, that suits good players, actually. No, my question was, how would you have played? So you basically just said that you were a fantastic player, effectively. <laughs> no, but, but when... When we played at Old Trafford here, before every game, Matt would always water the pitch, regardless of whether it was rain, sun or whatever. It wasn't always a carpet like this, was it? No, it wasn't a carpet, was it? but you always wanted... The, the ball would run more smoothly in a wet pitch than it would in a, a dry pitch. Sometimes a dry pitch could go anywhere. What type of boots did you wear? Boots like he's got there. But there's studs in them. This is, this is audio. <laughs> what type of football boots did you... Were they branded ones? No, there was no branding boots in those days. It was just a pair of Adidas boots. Nobody get paid for advertising or anything. So they were Adidas, but you you wouldn't got paid for uh, for, for wearing. No, no. And no. McTominay's like um, place for Scotland, doesn't he? But he's from England. It's a bit like you, because he's not from England. He was born in bloody Scotland. I thought he was he's born just in. Over, um, he's just over. You know that border that's between Scotland and England. I thought he was from Lancaster. He was, he was born on the other side of it. Born in Lancaster. No, he's, he was. He's, he's confused with. It's just like you. McTominay, yeah. There we go. No, this is um, this is Cliff Butler, the authority, the official club statistician. Cliff, 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 Cliff. Just tell me, Scott McTominay. Just tell me where he was born, so that I can see Mr. Curran's face. Lancaster. Where the hell is he playing for Scotland now? Because. I know all that. That's why he was born in Scotland, honestly. You would have played for Ireland, given half a chance. Because you think you're Irish, but you're not. Well, you're, you're, you're British. And, uh, you're from Glasgow. It's part of Britain. Originally. Originally. It just started after I... You were born in Glasgow. If a pig's born in a buyer, it's not a cow. You're British. Um, anyway, I was I was on the protest yesterday, and it was fantastic. I, looked, I saw it in the news. Get him out. You know the protest? Yeah, that's Cl Cliff. We'll get Cliff on when he stops working for the club in a few years. He's a very, very proud Mancunian, Cliff. How long have you worked here at the club, Cliff? Uh, 40 odd years. 40 odd years? No, you weren't. From Gorton originally, Cliff. And he ran the membership as a United fan. He used to run the programme. And I went to watch um, Rangers a few weeks ago, by the way. Just in, the, in the name of work against Legia Warsaw. What was, it? was that at Ibrox? It was at Ibrox. The Legia fans. They did get a great welcome, the Legia fans, weren't they, Warsaw? They unfurled <laughs> a huge flag of Pope John Paul. <laughs> You're joking. I tweeted it, Pat. <laughs> and I thought, I thought, it is Pope... And I could see the humour in it, you know. I'm not yeah, Rangers or yeah, Celtic, yeah, but... Yeah, yeah, you could, yeah. But I thought, you know, if I'm wrong here, I'm in deep shit. So I just <laughs> said to the fella next to me, I said to him, and he just went, Aye. As though it was Pope, the, and I thought, I need to triple check this. I said, that flag over there, anyway, they all just went, aye, it's what you think it is. I know, but, but I, I saw humour. Right, we better go up, haven't we? Right, one nil. Gonna go for the uh, second half now. So it's one nil at half time, and the fact that United are leading smooths everything, really, because it's been really tough time, it's not been good enough. Scoring goals. And uh, to get a win here, thanks. Get a win here, the world, the Manchester United world will seem a much happier place. It's one all. Uh, again, United couldn't hold on to the lead. 
Uh, United have got nine points now after seven games. I've just worked out that's the lowest since 1989-90 when the team finished 13th. I'm with David May. David, what did you make of it? Um, I think it was an improvement. Yeah. Um, I think we just got to take our chances. You know, they scored with a mistake. I thought Axel was fantastic throughout the game. I thought it was absolutely different class. And that just little 15-yard pass in the ring. And that's it. That, that, you know, the, you're talking margins all the time. You know, if we don't score, can we keep a clean sheet? I said at the start of the second half, keep a clean sheet, we win. That one mistake. David's made two great saves. But, I mean, Scott, I thought Scott played over so well. Great goal. Fantastic goal. Absolutely. World of a goal. Should have scored two. And they're the chances. The other one being the header. Yeah. You know, Ollie's mentioned it about taking your chances. You know, whenever they come, then that's a great chance for us. It really is. And I think that, you know, that goes in. You know, they're dead and buried. You talk about Axel, brilliant in the first half. A right-footed centre-half playing at, at, at left-back. I, I mean, you know both of them positions well. Yeah. I know he made a howler, but he still had a good game. What, he did. What, what's he solid. Well? Just reads the game. Reads the game ever so well. He's, he's so calm on the ball. Um, strong. Frankly quick. You know, you're talking against players there who are frankly quick. and He's got him in the pocket, and that's one mistake. And that's it. That's... that's that's the, only, that's the only dent on his performance because he was brilliant. It really was. But, you know, you can't just blame him. You, you know, he's collectively. He's collectively. Um, you know, give him a Bamiyang a chance there. Yeah, it, was off, it wasn't offside. It certainly wasn't. But, um, no, often Puffton just can get that second goal. Just made the point about the lack of points so far. Yeah. I'm still for sticking with Ollie. I've written it. I know not everybody agrees. I just think you've got to be patient because I can't see what a solution is just changing and changing all the time. No. I think I think you look at the progress is maybe signings. I think the three signings we've had have done absolutely brilliant. Daniel James again tonight was a threat. Brilliant. Um, and I think, you know, come, come Christmas, come the, come the you know... Um, the next window, if you can get somebody else in, add to that. And then the summer, get another two or three players in, or three or four players in, get rid of some of the players that, you know, surface the requirements, and start building. It's going to take three or four windows, you know that, but Ollie's got to be given time. He really does. Um, and you can see, you can see what he's trying to do. What's he trying to do? How do you see it? I, I just see that he's trying to get a young team in who are quick, um, I thought it was very aggressive today, the way they played. Arsenal came and tried kicking us, and we stood up to it. You look at the booking count, um, I thought it was aggressive the way we played. And I do think that you know, there's good signs. Obviously, you know, the, the mistakes and the chances. You know, you've lost 25 goals with Lukaku leaving. We need to start scoring goals. We've got to take the chances, mate, because if we're not, it's, it's going to be a long, long season. We've had chances today again. Mark's had a couple of chances. Scott's had a great chance. He scored a world that we've got to take chances. But we're not in the first week of the season now. We're, no. we're nine games in. They're not taking the chances. Seven and, games and well. in the league. And the star and, and Rochdale. Um, not one all against Rochdale at home. Absolutely not good enough. You know that. And you know what? Fair place for Rochdale. They came in there to go. 
Oh, they were brilliant. Bambi Bam Saka didn't clear it off the line. Where we get these? And, and Rochdale is a very good football club, and I wrote that. But it's Rochdale. Yeah. But it's Manchester United. It's like worlds apart. But, you know, these are the teams that you look around other teams, and I don't like piping on about other teams. Other teams smash teams like that. And, and that's what's. It's, it's frustrating. It's so frustrating because you want them to do well. You know, I, I, I love United scoring goals and I want them to score goals and we're creating chances, but we're just not taking them. That's the thing. How do you think the confidence is of the players? Because I wrote pre-season when they were winning that there was a, a fragile confidence, but yeah. when they drop points, it, it gets battered. They've got to pick it up from somewhere, haven't they? Because even in David Moyes' first season, Louis van Gaal's first season, which were pretty rocky at the start, yeah. at this point, they managed to go on good runs. Mm -hmm. Moyes' side in the league had uh, four wins and a draw from the next five games. Van Gaal's had seven, two draws and one defeat over yeah. ten games. It looks pretty daunting for United, doesn't it? It, when you it look does, at the it does. Fixture list. It does. But do you know what? I go back to taking chances. Yeah. We've got to take chances, man. That's not the manager's fault, is it? No, absolutely. You know, you know, people are um, going on about Marcus, how good a footballer he is. And, yeah, wonderful football. He's got to score goals. But he's got to score goals. If, you, if you're a centre-forward, your job is to score goals. I don't want my centre-forward coming out of the 18-yard box trying to link play. No, stay in the box. That's your job, to score goals. And I, I, that's what I'd say to him. i said, get in the box. Don't be coming out. Let the, let the midfield do that. Let the wingers do that. And then you've got a chance, but you know it's it's collectively. You know Scott scored an absolute worldie there. Pogba's got to start scoring goals. Jesse's got to start scoring. Jesse's got to start playing well again. You know he's so far off the pace, um, and it's got to be a joint effort. It really does. But do you know what? We stick together because that's what we do. If you had to bring one player into this team of all the lads you played with, who would it be? In their prime. In the prime. This team now, what would they need? Probably a Keeney. Yeah. Probably a Roy. Yeah. A Rude. Yeah. I mean, a, I'd love somebody who can just score goals. Just just out and out goal scorer. Um, so on. Which one do you want? You can, you can bring <laughs> one in. Well. Coley listens to this podcast. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no pressure. No. Anyone like that. Anyone yeah. who scores goal goals. Goal scorer. Goal Rude. scorer. Yeah. yeah. But, just, just somebody who's going to bang the ball in the back of that. You know. If you're given two, three chances in a game, you know one's going to be taken. But they've got to get the service. I spoke to someone who knew finally. Um, the, who knows the manager, and, and, he, and he just said, oh, City, they've got De Bruyne creating chances. United have not got anybody creating them. Same opportunities for the strikers. The thing is, City are blessed with so many players going forward who, you know, you look at the bench, and players they can bring on. You know, and we're a million miles away from that. That was us ten years ago, and could do that. You know, Van Persie and Rooney and all those type of players. Um, Ronaldo. We've been blessed. Right now, it's um, it's a struggle, but we'll get there. Thanks for your time. Just with uh, James Ducker, uh, a very respected journalist. James, uh, what did you make of that tonight? Not so respected. I'm stuffing my face with cake. Um, well, it was low on quality, Andy, to say the least, wasn't it? I was, I was actually watching it in the first half, in particular the first half hour, 
And it was almost like the players from both teams were taking it in turns to sort of plumb new depths. It was that poor. Um, it, it definitely picked up on the second half, uh, more in a sort of feisty, sort of scrappy way than any real sort of quality on show. And I just spent a lot of the game just looking at it, thinking how how far these two sort of teams have fallen and how how long a road back it's going to be for them, particularly when you think of the quality that Liverpool and, and Man City have got. Um, I think if anyone was going to win it in the end, it was it was it was United, but. Um, I, I wrote my piece that you used to sort of expect the unexpected in great moments of quality and inspiration. I looked at those two teams and it's almost like they're aligning up the hope and sort of the other's going to make more mistakes. How's it got to this? I think, I mean, Arsenal's been a longer, slower sort of slide. Um, I think Arsene Wenger would say that they haven't had the financial capacity to compete with the Chelsea's and the, and the United's and it was an achievement getting Arsenal in Champions League all those years but I mean a lot of their recruitment was poor wasn't it at United a similar story I mean they've spent over £850 million gross since, for, in the six years since Ferguson retired and the wage bills are now the highest in the league at £332 million. I mean that is just points to sort of great mismanagement on, on so many levels um, poor recruitment uh, poor leadership, maybe not the right managers, poor brand of football, wrong players. Uh, I, mean, I, I look at the United side. I mean, how many, how many of those players would fans be, you know, really sorry to see go? You know, not enough. Um, we had the front cover of United We Stand in this summer. No more heroes, because it's the point you're making. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, you know, I look at, I look at someone like Scott McTominay tonight. Yeah, and, and I think he deserves better around him. He really does. And he was dragging that midfield forward tonight. I thought he was thought he was excellent for, for long periods of the game. And there was a spell. He, he had one run in the first half, sort of strode forward, and basically the, opened up the space for him. He was ready to play a pass down into the right channel. Someone said, Johnson, there was no one there. Andres Pereira pushed and drifted inside. Ashley Young was still back in his own half and you could sort of see the look on McTominay's face and you know I mean if, if he if he was coming into a midfield with high quality experienced midfielders alongside him his development would be far more rapid um, I mean as it stands I think he's doing a, a, a good job in a, in a poor side but there's just there's just shortcomings everywhere you look I felt a bit for Twanzibi tonight because I thought he was one of the few players who actually equipped himself quite well and then there's that poor pass and something off and it cost him a goal but I mean he was also playing at left back you know he's a centre half or uh, I suppose that's a reflection of his versatility but it was just it was just it was just nothing else really wasn't it and um, I think I think to be honest though everyone came into that game expecting something like that how do Manchester United get out of this what's the solution uh, <laughs> not that there's an easy one yeah, I mean, I, I think, not that this only one. I think there's got. I think there's got to be a lot of changes um, at a lot of levels at the club. Nice to it. I think there's got to be. I think there's got to be. I think. I think first and foremost, the recruitment has to get far, far better. I mean, I think they've. I thought that the potentially bought quite well this summer in Maguire, um, Wan and Daniel James. I mean, even then, you can argue what well, they're paying. The prices demanded them. Why did they wait so long? And again, 
they need, if you're going to let Lukaku and Sanchez go, you've got to bring another replacement in. And that, that, that was poor on my part. But the recruitment has got to be better. But then if you do get the right players, you've got to have a management team that can develop that talent. And I think the simple answer is we don't know. We don't know if Solskjaer is that coach. I mean, you know, he, he took Cardiff down, he was the manager of Mulder. There's simply not the track record for any of us to talk intelligently as to whether he is a good enough coach to improve this place. And when you listen to him, some of the things he comes out with, you know, he, he says himself, he leaves a lot of the coaching to Kieran McKenna, to Michael Carrick, to Phelan. So he's not a hands-on coach in the way Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp or Maurizio Pochettino is in. All the indications I w- were given for a long period during the Mourinho years was that they wanted a coach who developed players. So that's a little bit of concern. Saying it's clearly issues hierarchical and with, with the owners that uh, now a lot of fans will feel until there's changes at that top end of the pitch. Uh, sorry, at the top end of the club, maybe nothing else will change. But I mean, they've got to buy well, and you've got to hope that um, the results are good enough to give Solskjaer some time because they're very clear that they're talking long term about patience but we all know Andy that if results take a serious downturn they ultimately dictate what happens to a manager's future so uh, I think he's got a very important next six months ahead I think he's um, got to hope that our sort of defensive foundation continues to improve because they have looked a bit better defensively but they're, they're sure they're really sure the front end of the pitch I mean they, they, and I, I think January's not a good time to do business but if they can get the right players in then they need to do business who's going to sell in January well this is the thing I mean you know Leicester are going to sell James Madison Brussy Dortmund are going to sell Jaden Sancho they are two players I can't sit here today and say they will sign them but they are two players that they are looking seriously at um, but they're not going to go in January and to be honest you know if United finish the season poorly you know they're going to be a harder sell for players in the summer um, what should they be aiming for in your opinion for this season top six top four European football again I think I, I look at the team and I think top six would be an achievement and I know that's a, a, a daft statement in a lot of ways with, a, with an enormous wage bill and the money they spend but I don't I don't see a team that's going to that's going to challenge the top four I just, I just don't see that um, I mean tonight I think it's what 18 games out of the last 21 now where they failed to score more than once in a game you know this is not a bad few weeks this is a sustained run now that you know is worrying I, I, but look there isn't there is simply not a quick fix anyone who's thinking this is going to be quickly turned around it could take you know three three summers um, but how much change and turbulence is there going to be in, you know in that time and you know, you could have all, could have to sort of start again, and you need about to square one. So, I, I just think they've got to. I think they've got to. Um, I think they've got to hope Greenwood um, can kick on and deliver this season, and really help Rashford and Martial. I think you need big seasons from Rashford and Martial. Injuries have disrupted that so far. If they can find some sort of form in front of goal, that'll be a huge help. Pogba's got to deliver. McTominay's got form. Maguire, Wan-Bissaka, De Gea have got to be at a high standard. And if those things happen, then you know maybe top four becomes a possibility. But uh, at the moment, too many players are 
Finally, you said in recruitment and you said how it's got to improve. I think everybody would agree with you with that. How does it improve? Sporting director, technical director, or more signings from the manager who's overseeing the summer signings? No, I mean, I, I think that, I think in this day and age, I mean, you know, Man United used to go out, you could sign a right back, didn't work out, you could go and sign another. Now a right back costs you 50 million quid, you can't get that wrong. So, I think a man, there's so much on a manager now that um, I, I do think that, you know, the, the director of football model is important, it works, it allows the manager to be a coach, to develop the talent he's got. And clearly, he's got to have input. And clearly, he's got to have a very strong working relationship with the director of football, it's not going to work otherwise. But, I mean, a lot of the people driving improvement at this club seem to have been here. Woodward said it himself during his um, conference call to announce the results recently. Uh, that a lot of people have been here a decade or longer. Well, look at their recruitment record in the past decade. It's not good enough. So it suggests that the people who are presiding over might not be good enough either. And um, I, I, it also sounds, it also, from my understanding, why I look, it's like very bloated. You know, I mean, it, you don't need masses and masses of people making decisions. You know, I think you need clarity at the top, you need an ability to move quickly and smoothly. Uh, you need people who are adept uh, at negotiating transfers. And I think sometimes you've got to accept that if a price is a price. So Leicester were not going to sell Harry Maguire for less than £80 million pounds this summer. United wasted, what, 10 weeks trying to drive the price down? Crystal Palace weren't going to sell Juan Bazaka for less than £50 million. Similarly, there's a lot of time wasted there. And that, that was time that could then have been put into recruiting forward. Um, just think... I, I think the head coach director football model works, but you've got to have the right director football and you've got to have the right head coach. Thanks for your time, James. Pleasure, mate. I'm walking out the Stretford end now, past the team coaches. It's raining again. It's sandy, isn't it? It is. You all right? Thank you for recording the podcast now. Where are you from? Uh, I live near Brighton, but I come to nearly every game. Do you? Yeah. yeah. And what did you make of that tonight? Oh, I thought we were really unlucky not to win, actually. Really, lots of fight. I went to West Ham last week, we didn't fight at all. And, you know, this one we really went for. You're not going back to Brighton tonight, are you? No, I'm staying with my friend in Runcorn. <laughs> You're staying at all PM? Yeah, back on the train tomorrow. But, yeah, right. brilliant. And what have you made of this season so far? Oh. We're getting wet here, by the way. Yeah, I hope yeah, the very... people listening to this appreciate yeah. it. Are you walking over the bridge? Walking over to Stratford End Bridge, where I sold United We Stands for about 20 years. Let me see if any players are coming out. I haven't done it for about 20 years. I think the last time I did that, Cantona came out and signed an autograph. And did any come out? Uh, yeah, but they all walked the outside. They had the other side to where we were struggling. Yeah, right. it's really frustrating, actually. But I don't mind. You know, see them on the pitch, that's the main thing, isn't it? So I've just been in the, the mix zone and I've been waiting to see which players uh, came through. I, I didn't speak to Darren Fletcher inside the ground. It's good to see him looking well. He's coming to games now and I'm walking over the Stratford End Bridge just past the point where I'd shout New United we stand out today for about 20 years in the rain and it's definitely raining now and I'm going to get the bus. I'm, going to go, I'm just going to recreate my youth here by getting the 256 bus on my week of travels to all these different football matches. So I'm going to Lincoln Tuesday for the Man United Lincoln EFL game and then where we're going next, Barcelona into Wednesday and then the next podcast will be from uh, Den Haag, stroke Amsterdam on Thursday 
or Friday. So, you, you're from Brighton? Yeah. You've always been, you've lived in Brighton? Yeah, near Brighton in Burgess Hill. Right, I've heard of it. Don't know where it is. <laughs> it's about 10 miles it. north of Brighton. And you get to most of the matches? As many as possible. Fantastic. <laughs> and away she goes as well. You go away? Yeah, as many as possible. Brilliant. I've, I didn't have enough credits for Amsterdam, but I'm going to, to Belgrade. So. And what's your name? Pam. Pam, it's lovely to meet you. And you. In the rain in Manchester. I've seen you loads How romantic. Time, so, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to walk down Partridge Street and get a bus. Yeah. This glamorous okay. life we lead, isn't it? Absolutely. You know? <laughs> yeah. All right. So what would success be finally for United this season? <sighs> well, I don't know, actually. Where are you from? Runcorn in Cheshire. Okay. Just down the road, yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No Runcorn. My dad used to work there. In the 80s, it was, pro it was promoted as a new town, wasn't it? It was. Eileen yeah. Bilton, Warrington, Runcorn. They were the TV yeah. ads, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we've got to go for top four this year. I don't think we're not good enough for anything better than that, are we? But, you know, you just want Ollie to succeed because he's Man United through and through. And I just yeah. really hope he, he does all right. I do as well, yes. He, he deserves it. And the fans, some of them yeah. are saying, Ollie out, Ollie out. And that's stupid because they're not giving him enough time to, you know, get things done. Exactly. Is Runcorn United or Liverpool? Both. Pretty Liverpool. And okay, and Everton or City? Everton, yeah. What about no, Runcorn? No City. Remember, Runcorn had a great non-league team. Played on Canal Street, didn't the they? The Linux. The Linux. They did. And then they split, yeah. didn't they? And formed a couple of clubs. They and did. A there was Runcorn Town and Runcorn Linux. Yeah. yeah but in yeah. the 80s, Runcorn. I can't believe we've finished this podcast talking about <laughs> Runcorn FC. Right, I'm going to get the two five six. Okay, take, take care. Nice Lovely to see you, you both. Bye bye. So, down uh, College Street now, Old Trafford. You know, I used to, when I first started going, used to be a little shop on, on the, the edge of uh, the row of housing at the end of the Stratford and Bridge selling sweets. And I once went on holiday when I was a teenager and met a lad from Scotland and he said, my uncle owns, owns that shop. And I was like starstruck for, wow, you know the guy who owns the shop near the Stratford and Bridge. This is a major thing. Well, it probably closed down 25 years ago. So I'm walking past the terraced houses now. And hopefully I'm going to be able to get, get a bus. Um, can relax my brain a little bit now. Uh, I still feel a, bit, I feel a bit disappointed. I know there were some positives from tonight. Uh, and I'm still saying that we should stick with, with Ollie Gunner. But I found myself nodding in agreement with a lot of the comments which were made throughout the podcast, it's got to be better than this. And I think it will be. It's just got worse and it's not been a good season so far. Uh, next pod will be from Amsterdam. And we'll bring that to you on Wednesday night. And uh, cheers to everyone who bought the mag as well tonight. Cheers to the lads who sold the mag. Because... Horrible night. I'm really wet now. And, well, you're going to get these nights sometimes like this in Manchester. There's a final part of the podcast. This is from the lads who were selling the mag outside the ground in the rain. In probably top five worst conditions ever, Stuart, for selling. Definitely pre match, yeah, for three hours. Uh, my underpants are still stuck to me. Knackers, yeah. <laughs> No, seriously, it was shit, that wasn't it? <laughs> I've been serious. I'm actually, I'm actually taking my trousers off. And where does it rank? Sorry? Where does it oh, rank on? on? Rank. Yeah. Um, it's all, yeah, I'm with... Say top ten, wouldn't you? Yeah. 
yeah. it seems like there's top, there's top three or four every season nowadays. But that that was grim. It was just a, a curtain of of heavy rain from literally the moment we started selling about five o'clock. So yeah. Oh, selling! I thought you meant. I thought you meant. I thought you meant the um, team. I'm not talking about. <laughs> I'm not talking about the team. Just the weather. I'm not interested in the team. <laughs> no, it was a difficult night tonight. It raining from torrentially from about three three p.m. weren't it? Yeah, it's just not stopped, has it, for two or three days. Um, and, and obviously, you know, when you come straight from work and you're stubbing your work pants, I even had like three quarter wellies on, but my feet are so wet. Um, so, yeah, pneumonia, I think, by, by, by Wednesday. Yeah, so. Could be. You won't be the first. No, I've lived, I've lived through it before. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, on, on to the game then. So, um, we've we got a draw against Arsenal. Um, we, we were ahead at half time again. Um, was, you, was you happy with the, the team? Yeah, I think so. Um, we can't really not be happy with whatever team he puts out, can we? I think we keep saying this and we're going to be saying it all season. Uh, who's available and who's not. Um, we're, good. we're going to come on to, obviously, individuals again in a second. It's going to be the same two or three people we talk about, probably. Um, but the first half, I thought there was quite a, it was lacking a lot of quality, quality from both teams, really. There wasn't that much quality first half, uh, you know, from an attacking point of view, especially. You know, some people were saying the conditions play a part, but it wasn't windy. Yes, it was raining. You know, but the pitches looked like a bowling green, and you know, these these players training it and they're used to it. But, you know, they've been in the Premier League long enough to, to play in the rain, so I'm not having the conditions. You know, I, I said to me mate, I, I spoke with Marcus Rashford. He can stand outside the hotel football for three hours, having wet grids, and I and I'll go and run around Old Trafford if you want. Yeah. So as is usual, when it's pissing it down, there's only me and Stuart here, and but we've also got Ben as well. What did you think of the game, Ben? Um, difficult first half. Two poor teams, really, weren't it? Trying to. Uh, yeah, and no, I mean, we're used to a lot better quality yeah. than that, aren't we? Well, United, United, United and Arsenal, you look back over the years, it's always been one of the, the top games in the league. But I think now, where the two teams are at, I think he's, he's justified in the last few years' league positions. I think they were a lot of quality on show. Um, I, I, the first half was a bit bitty. I think we got a good goal at a good time. Um, I thought we'd then come out in the second half, really try and put them under pressure because they looked shaky at the back and we had a lot of pace. But then we just didn't seem to start the second half with any real, real impetus. Give them a goal and then, and then it just looked a bit difficult. It's the same old story at the moment. I, I thought it was set up perfectly for United at yeah. half time because their their defence is horrendous in it, and I thought if they're going to have to come at us. You know, there's going to be a lot of gaps yeah. already. But you know, I, that are going to start appearing, and you know, I I thought first half. I I obviously when you're at the match, you don't see possession stats, but I thought United had a lot of possession Which first is, half, yeah. and I thought that's the way they should have come out in the second half. But they seem to start to revert to just counter attacking, and that, I think that played into their hands a little do bit. Do you not think teams, and that's exactly what's happened tonight? Do you not think teams are allowing us that possession mode because they know we're not really hurting teams because we've not got that. You know that that player that we're craving, sort of like in midfield, uh, to play the killer pass or to, or a couple of them, because you know the goal came from a, a brilliant, brilliant end to end, probably seven second, uh, you know, attack, uh, counter attack, which Rashford maybe you know should have done better with uh, or got closer to from the James Cross, I think it was. I think James actually won an header, quite an important header on the edge of our box, and then the next minute Lingard broke. Got chucked out, I think, and then James carried on. So we, it was end to end within probably definitely less than ten seconds. And obviously, then the, the ball came back out. I'm not quite sure what happened. And then McTominay just obviously decided to smash it from, I believe, 20, 25 yards uh, into the top corner. Yeah, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure how far he was out. So the, the goal came from 
I think the, the main way we're going to score goals this season from from quick counter attacking. We've got the pace, and, and we've not always got maybe the striker at the end of it. Um, but thankfully, McTominay was able to get his laces through it. Yeah. So I mean, what 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 did you make of? Um, I, I mean, I I was a bit I was a little bit disappointed today in a, in a couple of United players. I thought Rashford had a poor game, to yeah. be honest. <clears throat> and also Paul Pogba. And these yeah. are the players that are supposed to be stepping up. Exactly. Right? And, yeah. You know, we're relying on Scott McTominay and James to, you know, be our driving force, basically. Yeah, we're not, we're nowhere near good enough with Lingard and Rashford, or relying on those two up front together. Unfortunately, um, well, they're international players, aren't they? Well, <laughs> I didn't pick them. And and there was a moment, I think it was first half, when Rashford went through on his left foot. Yeah. And and if you could show him one video tonight, it'd be probably Ogbema. Aubameyang's goal, wasn't it? But he took a couple of touches, didn't he? Yeah. He could have hit it earlier, couldn't he? But the way I think, feel is, is the, the, the second he got the ball, the Arsenal player, he knew exactly what yeah. he was going to do with it, but whereas Rashford difference. reacts to the defence. Yeah. And I think um, he'd do well to start, you know, making his mind up a lot earlier rather than... He, he, he sort of delays on the ball and does that little cut inside onto his right foot that he tries. We, and he tries it so often, doesn't he? We keep saying that, don't we? And I, I, this is why I think it will never be, you know, be a, a natural finisher. You've got to have it by the... By, if, you're not, if, it, if that's not in your locker by the age of 21, you're going to struggle. You, can, you, can't, you can't teach that. You can learn and get better at things, but if it's not in you as a natural instinct, and, and, and Rashford's not got that. Like, it's no surprise you know, why England play him on the left, and obviously they've got Kane up front, so that, that's probably why, but he does much better on the left. And he, he will get you 15, maybe 18 goals a season, but he's never going to get 25, 30. And that chance, you know, you have, we can name easily four or five strikers in the Premier League who would have took that tonight. And I don't, I don't think he's going to get the nickname Cristiano Rashford anytime soon, is he? Probably not, no. <laughs> or Lionel. <laughs> um, no, that was, it was a great chance. Uh, but again, his overall game tonight, my, my mate said, you know, seems to think he's still injured and, you know, he was injured for three months last season and he's probably playing, playing through this type of injury. But I don't know whether he is or not. Uh, who knows? But what if he's injured? <laughs> he, shouldn't be, he doesn't look injured, does he? You know, we joke coming down about him hobbling, hobbling around and he didn't seem he to do that tonight. Yeah. He got stuck in a couple of times tonight, to be there fair. There was still a moment where he was hobbling a bit. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and, 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 you know, you do feel, again, a bit sorry for him because he's on up there on his own or he's going left and then there's nobody down the middle. Lingard's down the middle. Pereira's on the right. Um, so, it wasn't the only one because you know, Pereira wasn't great again first half. I thought he came into it second half, but when he got substituted, I thought I thought he was, he was he had his best yeah, ten fifteen minute yeah. spell, and then he got took off. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think that spoiled the flow a little bit in the second half. Just after they scored, we had about five ten minute period, and Pereira for the first time started getting on the ball, coming inside, started making plays happen. Then then he brought him off, and then obviously Fred came on, and I think I think just the momentum just just stopped a little bit, but. But back to Rashford, I, I completely agree. And there was a point in the first half where I actually seen him asked to go on the left, and he moved James up front, and he went on the left. Yeah. Now, now I think it, I think he knows that he's more dangerous, and he can get more into the game from the left. I think up front with his back to goal, and I just don't think he's good enough to do that yet. Might be a bit harsh at twenty one, but what is his fourth season? This now fourth or fifth season? Yeah. And, he, and so he, somebody yeah. says to me, like you know, you're having you're having to go. At a, um, a player that's in the academy, but mm. 
let's not forget, we we don't ask him to be one of our top earners, did, yeah, did we? No, yeah. And um, I, I think a respond. I think it's about time some players realise that you know a responsibility comes with earning, being it's one of the top earners at Old Trafford. And well, he's earning nearly two hundred k a week. Yeah, and he's not. You, you can't call yourself an academy player when you know no. you're nah, earning two hundred k a week exactly. And expect the same patience. So. Do we have to talk about so, Pogba? Because it's just, just going to be the same as it was against Rochdale, to be fair. I thought yeah. he did all right. Well, I were here against Rochdale. There's <laughs> fucking no way I was listening to that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what it's held, John. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'd had enough by that night. No, first half. Well, I don't know. Go on, mate. I, you... I, I thought first half, I thought there was a lot of times he got on the ball. Right. And there was just <laughs> nothing there for him. So right. he did have to check back a little bit. But I thought he was hungry to get on the ball. But, but then, again. but then, second half, I just thought it looked like he's just got right. I've had enough of this. An, I'm, yeah, I, 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 he, he looks like he tries summer, and then he looks around and he just thinks, Jesus Christ! And then he just goes, he just goes wondering. But do you not think he's playing even deeper? Yeah, he, he doesn't suit that. Than he was yeah. this time last year when. But who else are you going to play? Mourinho to play yeah. there. He is playing so he's, he's literally next to Maguire. Are you going to play though? There, you well, can't have Fred there because he he is he's going backwards. You can't have him there. <laughs> So if we have him there playing, you've you've just got no creativity. At least he looks like he's going to come on the ball. But then when but then when you move him forward, we <sighs> there was no one to pass to him then, and he just looked like he was he was a bit fed up in the second half. I, but I, yeah, I I've got a bit of a, a problem with the starting lineup as well, mate. Because I I thought you know how many, and I know I know I know why he did it. You know there was a clear reason why Two and Zabi was not left back and not right back because um, he was worried about Pepe, weren't he? With on Ashley Young. I think Pepe started on the right wing. Pepe so was dreadful. Yeah, but he was crap. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but I, the thing that annoys me is, is that we've got a youth player there and he's um, he's not even played five first-team games yet. Yeah. We're, and we're already playing him in a position that he never plays for the reserves. So mm. what's that about? To accommodate Ashley Young at right-back. Yeah. And, you know, the, you know, he deserves to play at least on his right foot, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Give and the it, lad a chance before you start playing him out of position. Yeah. Yeah, and again, we spoke about this walking to, walking to, back to the car. Um, I wasn't sure what happened for their goal. It, apparently, it was a bit of a, a misstray, you know, a stray pass from him. Yeah, meant for Lindelof, maybe. Uh, so I've not seen it properly. It was, it was a stray pass, yeah. and um, you know, I, I I have some sympathy with the lad, but it was a mistake. Yeah, and yeah. Um, but I, I do I do think that you know, can we at least give the lads. Ten games, and if and if we've got um, an Argentinian, was was Rojo on the bench? I'm not sure. No, no. So let, let's not forget, we refused to sell Marcus Rojo this season because yeah, yeah. Uh, you know apparently Everton were a rival. Yeah. So if he can't play, if he if we're playing Axel Tuinzebi left back, yeah, um, rather than playing him, then what, why did we not sell him? And albeit it was against Rochdale, but he had a, a decent game, Rojo. Yeah. <laughs> so well. yeah. So why wasn't he even? It must have been a bottom. I the think bench, he's horrendous, to be honest. But. <laughs> <laughs> My point is, is that we're playing a youth player out of position when we've got a, a bloke earning hundreds of thousands of pounds on on the bench. It do, doesn't make any sense, does it? No, and hopefully that won't knock his confidence tonight. Obviously, being at fault for their goal by all accounts, uh, for, you know. But we'll come into that in a minute. I'm guessing regarding yeah. the VAR. Well, he, he does. It brings <laughs> us on nicely yeah, to the VAR because um, it, the whistle was blown before it was in the net, weren't it? So I, I you know, yeah. I'm, so I'm, not, I'm not disputing the decision because I could see it was on side. So, so did De Gea stop? Did everyone else stop? It looked like to me, it did it looked like it looked like everyone sort of froze? I'm not saying the decision was wrong because the the decision was clearly right. He were miles on side, but when that defence then looks at that flag, when the, everyone looks down the line, everyone looks at the flag. It, it, it then 
everyone, your, your natural reaction is you stop. Yeah. And I think even the gays come out. I mean, it, it was a lovely finish, but... It was a bit half-hearted, yeah, wasn't it? He, yeah, he, like, just, I, flat, I that, he, he yeah. like just yeah. flapped his arm. But yeah. now, there's too many there's too many little variations to, to, obviously, the rules. In Europe, they do it and they don't put the flag up. Yeah. So they put the ball in the net and then they review it. Yeah. So the defence carry on. Where here, if you're a defender and you're looking cross at that fly and someone's flag, you stop them because you know that that decision turned. He's going to put the ball in the net and then they've overturned it. So I just think it's a little bit... I don't know. It's, it's, I don't think anyone's disputing that, you know, after a replay you get the decision right. But yeah. It's how they implement, how they implement it. And, and if, it's the ref, not, yeah, if the, the rest blow his whistle before the ball's gone in the net, I mean, what hope do you have then? How do you, how do you turn that round? He's blown the whistle. But then is there an argument that, you know, you know, I coach, you know, eight, nine-year-olds, and you tell them, or you try and tell them to play to the whistle, so De Gea, even, even if he saw the flag go up, you carry on, surely. As, as a... As a yeah, but but I think it's going to take time. It? Yeah, it's yeah. going to take time to yeah. change, isn't it? Because yeah. as a defender, you've always been shown if you see that flag up, you've done your job there. You get the ball, you, you get it's a free kick. But now, even if you're looking at a linesman's flag, you can't stop. But it's that it's that natural reaction. Flags up, get the ball, start. I, I, I still think the likes of Schmeichel, Stam, to name a few, Bruce would have carried on and just took the player out or done what they think they needed was necessary let, I mean let's have it right as well if the goal wasn't given then the it's injustice would have been yeah. Arsenal's side yeah. on can't Arsenal's win side wouldn't it so, yeah. can't so but my, my point is is that it's not been it's not been thought out it's not been trialled enough has it to, you know to work at the top level yeah. no, no, the, the linesman needs to know what he needs to do he's right? going to have yeah. to keep his flag down yeah. isn't he yeah. that's the end of the day like when they did it in Europe last year he kept the flag down no one knew what was going on but at least then when, when he got the message he stopped it yeah. Nowadays, you, 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 there's too many different rules for VAR. Yeah, and that, and I, sh- I should mention as well because I, I think United's um, strike force could learn a lot from it. That was it was some finish, weren't it? Again, again, it happened a bit quickly from where you know, the other end of the ground. So I didn't. I, I just see it, just so cool. Did he, he knew, like he knew the minute? The I think hair. he had. I think he had three touches. He did. And before he yeah. before he touched the ball with his first touch, I believe he knew exactly where, where he was going, which direction. And how he was going to try and beat the goalkeeper, that's, that's and I think that's the difference. I just think uh, between him and Rashford, yeah, for example, I, yeah. I think it was so. And United could could do with that. That's no why he'll get twenty five goals this season. Yeah, yeah. We could do that. Yeah. No I, th- I think though, like saying it perfectly, there. I think that's where we're going to struggle again and again, isn't it? Like we need five, six, seven chances to score one. What did they have? Was that the first shot scored? Were it? I don't know. I think they had a chance in the first half, didn't they? Like, Digay a double save, but um, I think I don't think they had much in terms of chances, did yeah. they? And neither did we, to be fair. Yeah. You know, no, it's a lot and, of huff and puff. I, though, I mean, when when I summarise it, me, I I think I don't think either team did enough to win that game. I really don't. No, and, and, and again, a very very wet pitch. I think was it just before half time? Did um, Zaka who took a free kick and rather than smashing it from 25, 30 yards, which he, he's capable of, decided to try and dink it out to the right wing and it went out. Yeah, for a got, go- yeah, it was Jackie. So yeah, you thinking, in, yeah, wet yeah. pitch, hard and low. Your keepers. They hate it, don't they? Yeah. They hate it. I mean, we had a couple of chances where we should have maybe got shots away. So I don't get on conditions like this where the keepers aren't going to really, you know, collect the ball as cleanly as they normally would. Just let's just pepper the goal a little bit, and, and we don't. I think um, Pereira had a, a decent shot, didn't he? Yeah. Um, was that first, really, though, first half? But yeah, apart from that, I think there was a, in total probably only five shots on target in the game. When um, when we went through that immediate bounce when Saltshire first joined we played we beat Arsenal and Chelsea in quite a quick succession but 
and I think I, I actually thought at that point that we were above the two of them. Mm. What do you think now? Same. Um, you'd have to say I'm, a, I'm a, on the opening five, six league games. Ch- Chelsea are, are, are you know a little bit ahead of us. With with let's be honest, a very young team and and using you know decent youth players and they're and they're doing it and and, and ours aren't. I think that's the difference. So I think you know Chelsea. Sat here now, I would say we'd finish top four. I, I, we're probably fighting for fifth or sixth with Arsenal again. Ben, um, yeah, Chelsea just ahead of us. Us and Arsenal just look to, like two poor sides, really. Um, not enough quality on e- on either pitch, and and you think they're not even playing Ozil, who has actually got some quality. And I think if you looked at our bench tonight, who is going to come on and do something other than a seventeen-year-old kid? Who have you got to try and change the flow of the game on our bench at the moment? I know we've got a couple of injuries, but you're looking around on that bench and, well, Fred? It's matter or no. Matter, but... Yeah, and I I suppose this is my main gripe, and I'm I'm not talking in hindsight here, because after we beat Chelsea 4-0, there was a lot of discussion about when the injuries arrive, you know, um, especially to that forward line. Um, Obviously, United are playing a bit with a bit of higher pressing game, Probably more running, I would imagine. I haven't seen the stats, but I reckon that United's front six are doing more running than they did last year, and that obviously brings injuries. So, if um, a, a load of fanzine sellers can notice that, you know, w- the forward line was short, why have United started the season with such, such a short forward line? Well, clearly, you know, it's, it's been <laughs> this, this has been spoke about many, many times in the last sort of like month and a half. Obviously, Lukaku was was not wanted uh, for whatever reason by Solskjaer. Um, well, surely they knew that at the end of May, you know, and they had still had time to get a replacement. You'd think, <laughs> you'd think. Um, I've spoke about a few uh, strikers. I, you know, obviously Mandzukic was mentioned amongst others. I'd have I'd have tested Leicester for Vardy for what it was worth for, for one or two seasons, thirty million or something. Um, you know, he's someone who knows where the back of the net is. He scored a goal yesterday where people are blaming the keeper, but he hits the target. You know, strikers like that are very few and far between. You know, and again, Vardy is somebody who, you know, he's still got quite a lot of pace for his age and maybe would complement the likes of Rashford up front and you know take that pressure off him. It's too late now, obviously. But do you remember when Bluey said we should buy Jordan Rhodes? Yeah, <laughs> is he still available? Perhaps should get him. <laughs> it was about four years ago, in fairness, but um, it does crack me up thinking about it. <laughs> ben, and, and are we actually in danger of giving these young lads, you know, ruining the confidence a bit by playing them a bit too much? Well, again, I, I've started... I noticed Chong getting some grief the other night. Chong, yeah, 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 Chong wasn't great every other night against the Rochdale team. He, he, he seemed to want to pass the ball 20 yards back to Rojo every every time for some reason. But anyway, so yeah, there is, there is obviously a pressure on them. And I'm concerned, like James, I thought James was, you know, was not brilliant. Very good tonight, James. One of our best players, I think. But he's obviously came, you know, he's coming to a United team and not used to playing 20, 30 games a season. So if, if you know, he could easily burn out by February. And that's, he's that's very worrying, isn't it? That you know, United can buy a player from Swansea and he's for fifteen easily, million. Yeah, he's easily our best forward of the exactly, season. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he gets you off your seat. He does. He's you know, he's quick and his final ball obviously needs to get a little bit better. And he's he's already scored a few goals. So a lot of pressure on him. I think I mentioned. Whichever game it was that you know the song he's got already about bloody 
James will tear you apart. I think that's putting a bit of too much pressure on him as well. You know, that's that's Giggs' song, and I don't think you can get that after playing for United for six weeks. But hey, um, we've got, we got to hope for something, haven't we? <laughs> uh, yeah, there is that. Yeah, no, but I do, I do genuinely worry that the likes of him, you know, if, if he c- continues to play most weeks, it will be burnt out as a young player. After, you know, but by February, if he's played forty games. Yeah, and like like I said, we're not we're not speaking in hindsight, are we? Because after we beat Chelsea four 0 you know we've um, we, we raised a concern about injuries. Yeah. And now now yeah. this year, Europa League's arrived. Still in the Carling Cup as well. Yeah, so we're going to probably you know, day off tomorrow or whatever, or you know, warm down. And I'm guessing we're going to fly out to Holland on Wednesday. God knows what team and what, what, what I've no idea about that game. You know what could happen there. Come back, obviously St James is again tough game, and then an international break where. You know, most of the squad go off and play and probably get injured for the respective countries. And I dread to think, for three weeks yesterday, I dread to think the Liverpool home game. I, honestly, I'm dreading it because I, they're going to create 10 or 12 chances and they could easily score four or five of them. Fairness, they shit it last year, though, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> They'll I, probably do the yeah. same again. It cost them the league, that, not coming and I think it cost them the league. I, re- I remember um, City's response yeah. after an hour in the game at Old Trafford. I remember Liverpool's and... It, Contrasting one one deserved to win the game, the other one didn't. I think it'd be different this year. Though. I think they'll cut this. Oh yeah, they're not they're not going to piss around this year, are they? No. I think no. the problem we've got is, and the worry is, don't mean to sound too negative, but if we continue not to improve and progress, and we don't get another year of top four football, and that's when you get the, you know, you get your better players in, then you can push on. We're just we're just never going to bridge this gap, and at the moment we're. We're leagues away but from not, it, aren't we? We're not going to finish top four. No, that's what I mean. But and then, how, how many years can you get away with it? And it's yeah. worth mentioning, you know, there is there was positives. I mean, the three players who brought in, in yeah, my they, eyes, have, improved, done, have all yeah. all been hits already mm. for me. And I know we've said that about some players after a few games, but I just think they look like they look comfortable to me. The three signings. They do, but yeah. saying that, I thought Maguire had a few wobbles tonight, and it, it's sort of like the pressure, you know, because he's probably trying to force the issue, and you know. Dribble out and they played very early on first half. He played a ball like across across our area. I think it was trying to pass it to Young, but there was which I can't remember which player it was. And there was yeah. a, there was a yellow shirt right there. And I thought, what are you doing? And it just put instant pressure back on it. So I think he's even making mistakes. Whereas you know this time last year, well, you know, the reason why we bought him, he, you know, he, he missed the calm and you know good on the ball. And it, it's it's a bit worrying when that's starting to happen as well. Yeah, I, I think that'll sort itself out though. The better players we get going forward. I and that's what I, I say. I, I, yeah. I think yeah. the base is there. I think the defensive base is is there. It's it's your lack of quality I was in front that, yeah. of it. I think I was having that conversation with um, a mate in the ground. It's a lot. You know, it's not easy for players like yeah. Chong and Andreas Pereira and you know the young lads to come into this team because there's so much in it, so much expectation on them to create. I mean, if if you put somebody like Park in that team, you know, from years ago, he wouldn't create anything. No. There's, no, there's no chance and. Um, it's a bit difficult. They need they need some quality, don't they, in that forward line desperately? Yeah. And that, that that to me is where it's probably cost us six points so far this year already. And um, I think we should have won the Southampton away game, the Wolves away game with a bit more quality, and and tonight probably. So yeah, I think we're desperately lacking in the forward line. So we'll go on to um, next two games. Is it Alkmaar and Newcastle? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. What time is the Alkmaar kickoff? Five, 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 five. Five to six, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's not too bad. Yeah, it's betting a um, lower strength side. Well, then again, 
who've we got to play? <laughs> well, well, this is the worry. I think we've seen everyone already, haven't we? So three three games in seven days, isn't it? Again, yeah. yeah. Uh, so massive pressure on the squad. Um, I think I think the, the youth will, they're going to have to play them, though, aren't they? Because that game at Newcastle now, if you lose that, then you're at we're in. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we're out of the title race. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah. Well, Jesus, if, if we lose that, well, we'll be on nine points after eight yeah. games. Ah, shit, isn't it? It's yeah. not great, that, is it? No, it's not the best. You're nearer the bottom there, aren't you? We're not, we won't even be top half if that happens. So. Yeah, so we're 10th now, aren't we? Yeah. So if we don't win at Newcastle, we could end up being... Could be in the bottom could half be below Burnley games, and Sheffield yeah. United. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing Rashford clutching his fine, fine ex on the... <laughs> So, score prediction for Alkmaar, Stuart? 1-1. Um, <laughs> Probably get beat, 1-0. <laughs> that was like that Feyenoord game a few years ago. We got <laughs> lost that 1-0, didn't we? I'll go for a United win. Um, but I suppose you need to see the team these days yeah. before you before you make any bold I'm going to go with the same prediction for Newcastle as well, 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Ben? It's a big six-pointer, that, isn't it, yeah, now? Yeah. Probably, uh, to be honest... I, Winning at our time and drawing. Yeah, again. probably, yeah. Like, um, going 1-0 up. Six and, points now, yeah. it's, going to be a, it's, it's going to be a very common thing this season. I can, I can just see Andy Carroll scoring like an equaliser. Yeah. And we'll have a man in the match then, Stuart, for tonight. Um, I was going to... I was thinking about this. Put McTominay or James. I'm going to give it James, I think. Just because he didn't stop running. And, you know, it gets me, he's the only player who gets me off my seat at, yeah. uh, at the moment. So... Um, Fair play to him, he didn't start running. He is good to watch, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to give it James. Very direct, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably the same too. I thought Prayer in the second half were good, looked dangerous. Best I've probably seen him. He looked like he wanted the ball, confident. But I'd, I'd go with, at the moment, our, our hopes are on a, a young Welsh lad from Swansea at the moment because he's the only one who looks like creating some serious danger for us. And, well, you won't be surprised. I think you're both wrong, and I think it was Scott McTominay. But, um, <laughs> but James on um, numbers gets the United We Stand man yeah, of the match. McTominay was good as well, though. Yeah. McTominay was good. So that that that's it for us. Um, thanks to everyone that bought the mag tonight because it was horrendous conditions, and um, it's not easy for the lads that come out at five pm to sell that to to stand in Can that weather. Can off now? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks everyone. <laughs> Cheers. How long? Twenty odd.